Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I almost <laughs> fucked up my location. <laughs> you want to know why? Because we just came back from like a, a weekend, long weekend, Labor Day weekend, and I had nothing. To, normally, we're we're in Florida this time of year, and I'm like so fucking depressed because it's my hobby place where we go in Florida, and I'm yeah. like, ah, I need to go away. So last minute, we're like, let's do a road trip to Windsor and London. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Con- Context, same, context. Same, We're not same. just crazy and think that Windsor and Florida are the same. We have friends in Windsor. <laughs> we have friends in London. So we just got Airbnbs in those places and went and visited our friends. And yeah, yeah it was, it was, a, it was a, a close second to being in Florida. It's not even <laughs> near close. It sucked. It didn't suck. It was actually, it was, take that back. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I know good. because <laughs> Sue, if you're listening to this, it was, it was fun. I, I, anyway. Was well, hey everyone, it's Amanda. And yes, it is Wednesday after Labor Day weekend. And we're sitting here with two people who took a Con Ed course recently. And we asked them to hang back after the course because that was the original intent of this podcast, and we we're going to do a whole cor- uh, post-course wrap-up. However, they were being nice people, and they were carpooling with other people in the course, and didn't want to make her wait around. It was, so, a, long, it was, it was a long day. It was a long day. It was a cupping course, so yeah. everyone was exhausted and sore and you feel full beaten of up after bruises. Those days. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys feel beaten up after? Um, I was tired. I was tired. Yeah. I felt exhausted. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys didn't go nuts so on each other too. Like there were some people that went like absolutely gangbusters on each yeah. other. Yeah, our friend. Yeah, the cross was like just like I'm. She so got destroyed. Yeah. So bruised. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did find it a little intense yeah. personally for my body. Also, because like even when I get massages, I usually do light lighter work. Right, right, right. So, right. but I it was it was nice. But I was tired. Yeah, it's it's sure. good to it's good to see what it what it feels like. But that's also it's it's completely out of context. I mean, you wouldn't be doing that much cupping to one person in, no, in one sitting anyway, right? right. Yes, yeah. So you just kind of kind of keep that in mind too. But yeah, it was a good weekend. But anyway, I should actually introduce our two guests. So we've got Steph and Chantel, who are brand new RMTs. I think once we had RMT at least one RMT on that had only been registered for a few months and I think you called that person what a toddler you said they're still in pull-ups or something yeah. like that. It was Vinny, Vinny the super fan. Yeah. Vinny got dethroned as a super fan. Yeah, I think I, I think I told him he, he he's still he was in pull-ups. pull-ups. So <laughs> I listened to that actually. I heard, yeah. I think I heard that one. Yeah, Vinny he was in Aurora he, or something. He was an interesting guy. No, Vinny, where was he from, Vinny? I don't remember, but he also took cupping. That's how we met him. Right, 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 right. Oh, there you yeah. go. So you guys do have another thing in common. So Steph and Chantel got registered at the very beginning of 2020, all pumped and excited for their new careers. And then after two months of practice, everything shut down. And so I guess we are going to talk a little bit about that and for sure. and maybe some other things. I don't know. We'll see yeah. what happens. Well, why don't we start this off? Like, wh- what were you guys doing before before massage school? Where did you go to school? What made you decide? What the faces are like? That's a lot of information. How about, how about we let them introduce themselves first and all that can come in? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Rock, paper, scissors. Who's going to go first? Art Russell. <laughs> oh, T- they're actually T- doing rock, paper, oh, scissors. Oh. Scissors. T- T- Wait, don't oh my God. Oh. I do shoot. <laughs> Are you guys doing on three or, or after she's three? She's doing it on three. I was doing it after three. I feel we'll like this is, three, a, this is a lethal three. weapon okay, episode. One, we go two, three. Oh, okay. So you go first. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that means you and won. And then you really decide. Like, yeah. And then oh, winning, winning who knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. All right. Winner, you can introduce yourself first. We're all winners. <laughs> Sounds good. My name is Steph. I, as you said, I'm an RMT in on Toronto, Ontario. Also don't know where I am. Not in Florida. Um, Toronto. 
And yeah, before massage therapy happened to me, I was doing a really cool job guiding active travel tours. So I'd take people cycling and hiking in like Peru and Oregon, things like that. Why the fuck did I you know. S- I don't know. Now that I'm saying it. <laughs> no, it was a wonderful job, maybe one of the best ever, but I had massage therapy on my mind the whole time. Believe it or not. It's just like taking rich people on vacation was awesome, but also not the most fulfilling thing ever. So give me a rundown of how this works. When you were doing this, how did I find you and how would I end up on a bicycle in Peru somewhere with you? How does it go? You would make a lot of money and be like, I need to spend my money by going on vacation, but I want someone else to take care of all of the logistics. And I'm not really into like sitting on a beach. The company's called Backroads. Awesome company. Super loved it. And they have trips all over the world in like 42 countries or something. And so you would just be like, I want to go to Peru and I want to hike and I want to see Machu Picchu. And then and then I would be there. So you were, the a, you were a tour guide in multiple locations. So what does it look like if when you're applying for this job? Do you have to go through training and actually really understand all of the destinations? Like, how do you... How do you get training to become a tour guide? I like, feel, how do I know that you actually know what I the feel fuck like, you're talking about? I feel about? like you'd have to Good at least question. have like a college diploma from like like a, a one of these. Type, no, her face says she's, differently. She's like, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> they, so it was actually one of the most rigorous hiring processes I've ever been through. It was like you send in your resume and then you do like this weird video thing where you a video person asks you a question and then you record your video response and okay. then from that they Skype interview you and from that they do a in person interview. And in the in-person interview, it's like, here's five people, make guacamole with them. And they watch you. And you it's like, how are you a team player? Like, did you take into consideration all of the different dietary restrictions? Like, what questions did you ask? And then you had to do a little bit of bike repair. And you had to do a bit of public speaking. Like, they had told us in advance to prepare just like a little, tell the guests what today is going to look like. And so right. you just made, you're just like, oh, you're here in Toronto and you're going to climb the CN Tower. Like, it's just whatever so they can see how you present in front of people mm-hmm. it was very intense and like other things there are lots of scenarios where they're like you get to the hotel and you, all of your guest baggages are missing and something flooded and you're like what would you do and you have to just kind of tell them your instinct. I would never get this job because my instinct is to sit in the corner and cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I, what I everyone don't wants get to hired. Say. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I would cry and leave. Why would I do that? Um, so they really hire and they did a good job hiring. They hire on like personality. Right, and right. they can and they say that. They're like, we can teach you how to fix a bike and how to and to what you're asking, like you just you go to a place, you get a certain amount of time, like a week to get to know the region. Okay. So you do get to know the region and then it's your Ideally. responsibility to guide the rich people who probably Probably have very high expectations because no offense, rich people, if you're listening, they're not listening. So it's fine. <laughs> but they have unrealistic expectations sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like imagine taking prints on a tour. Like, fuck, I can't. <laughs> You can't. Also you can't. <laughs> well, yes. Literally now you can't. actually can't. But I had to say, I had to say, Prince, because we always talk about how, like, Prince is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, he just had the most ridiculous expectations of things, right? So I can imagine some of these like super rich people that you were taking on tours. You know, they want to see everything, and you're like, well, it's you know hurricane season. We can't. And you're like, no, no, we can't. Yep. No, no, we can't. Yeah. So how did you find this job? Because it sounds really fucking cool. Being an RMT is cool, but like this. Uh, this this might win. <laughs> I like I love my new career. It's been great so far. But that was I was probably the best job I've ever had. How, how did you find this job? Like, how did you find so the job? Good. I I went to a presentation from this guy my, uh, who then became a friend. But he was 
presenting on lemurs. Okay. And I was working for the World Wildlife Fund. So I was like, lemurs, yay. And then I'm so glad you put context on that. I'm like, why would you just decide to go to a presentation on lemurs? <laughs> why not? <laughs> You never know. Right? I'd like to learn about lemurs today. Yeah, All today's right. the day. It's Sweet. Like There's a it. presentation happening right down the street. <laughs> How convenient. Um, yeah, so this guy gave this presentation and his he was also like, the way I fund my research is by doing this job, Backroads. And he oh. gave a little mini spiel about it. And I was like, ears perked up. And I went and talked to him. And we just had like a coffee and he told me about it. And I was like, this is a thing that I would like to do. How old were you at the time when you got this job? Like 28? Okay. All right. It was only a few years ago. This is a cool gig. This is yeah. very cool. And like the, I mean, there's a wide variety of ranges, but it is, there were more younger people than me. Right, than right. There were older people than me. Like it's a, I, if I'd gotten it out of university, I probably would have stayed longer. Yeah. Cause I was thinking this would have been something that if I was, you know, like 22, 23, oh, yeah. I would have jumped on and been like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Because you don't start thinking about having to like, I'm putting in air quotes because some people never think this way, but you don't think about having to like settle down and, you know, have roots anywhere. You can just do whatever you want when you're super young. And then I feel like there gets to a point in most people's lives are like, okay, I guess I can't just like fuck off and fly around the world forever. Right. But yeah, you can. Pilots do it. <laughs> so how many, how many different countries did that job take you on? I worked in the States, um, in Oregon. Washington and California. These are your choices, or like they semi. This? They assign. You have like a what you would like, and then they what they need, and if they gotcha, line gotcha, great, gotcha. and if they don't, I mean, it's still great. Yeah, yeah. Um. So a lot in Oregon mostly, and then Peru, and I went to. I got to live on the Galapagos Islands for like a month, which was the greatest thing ever. This is a and unbelievable. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So Ecuador, Peru. I think that's the only places I led. Oregon. It's such a cool fucking business. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want to cheese the idea. <laughs> Seriously. Well, it just makes so much sense because I know that if I were to be, let's say, if we decided, let's take a trip to Peru, I would have no idea where to start. I would yeah. absolutely love a company that would just plan everything. I mean, there's lots of them. There's lots of like tour companies, but this is really cool because if you are the person who doesn't want to sit on a beach and just chill in a resort, mm -hmm. you've got a tour guide who will take you mountain biking and take you hiking and yeah. you know stuff that i would be too scared to do in a foreign country by myself totally it's so but i'm not well rich run. so i'm not gonna hire you Correct. well there's g adventures <laughs> there's like different versions of this g adventures butterfield and robinson is the canadian version because backwards is an american company butterfield robinson is i would say probably even more like expensive and backwards is expensive but not as and then G Adventures is more for like we commoners. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Hmm? How many years? Did you three. So for three years, you were a tour guide for wealthy people in Peru and multiple states. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, you decide I'm going to go to school and become a massage therapist. When we say wealthy. How wealthy are we talking about here? Just out of curiosity. Um, are we talking about funny money or just, like, just someone that's just got money? That I mean, wants people. To it depends on the trip and right. the person. I would. I think the Peru one I led was like. Remember, like, not even gonna guess a number. Random nine thousand dollars. No, okay, I got it. Maybe more for like a week, right, right, and right. then you have to pay up for like getting there. Yeah, yeah. So typically, pretty well off people. I say rich people like in a silly way, but they there were some folks who like weren't necessarily like uber rich. They just like saved up and went right, on this right. cool trip, mm -hmm. and then 
And then some of the trips, you're like, well, that is a lot of money, and you're not just going <laughs> to save up for that. Is there anyone that's on this trip that you're that that you're a guide for, and they're like just not having it? They're like, this is just fucking not what I expected. This is not what I wanted. I don't want to do any of this anymore. Yeah. Or do you get do you get more of that, or more of like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. You definitely get more of awesome people who are like obviously worked really hard to be where they are and right. are cool because they like automatically if you want to be on those trips in my opinion you're cool because that's the thing i'm doing with my time yeah, so i'm yeah. like oh you're someone who also wants to just like bike during your vacation so mostly very cool but the ones that are memorable are the terrible people and so like <laughs> they happen but they're the ones i'm like oh, i have all these stories about these awful people that i want to I, I don't know they're not awful i shouldn't judge them they're super wonderful but they just had a bad experience <laughs> i don't know give me an idea of like what it was like to deal with someone that was just having a bad experience the ones that i have least empathy for were people who were like i i get that they were like oh we paid a lot of money for this experience so we expect high standards i'm like fine cool we want to deliver high standards but then they'd be like why is the air conditioning not working and you're like literally in the mountains of yeah, peru and yeah, i'm like okay, how okay. how is this building even here one and who cares if it's air conditioned or not like, like that kind of attitude yeah, yeah, yeah. where i'm like i don't care about this right now like you're just go have your delicious amazing home-cooked meal like why are you complaining yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, that, that was had no tolerance for that but really for the most part they were cool people huh, interesting cool folks including a massage therapist one time hmm. and i was like you how are you on this trip? Tell me more about your practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. So the entire time you were thinking about massage and then at some point you just decided to do it. Was it like a spur of the moment decision? Like, okay, now's the time I'm going to go to massage school. Or did you have it all sort of mapped out while you were doing this job? I So if we backtrack more, I was going to go to massage therapy school to leave my desk job. That was the plan. And then okay. this job appeared and I got it. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to massage therapy school yet. And I had I had done like all the prereqs for Sutherland Chan and done like talked to them a bunch and then got this job. So it was put on hold. So I already like I kind of like already had the plan all right. and it was on hold and it solidified while I was doing this job. It was super great. But then, yeah. And then, so then it just, at a certain time, I was kind of getting sick of doing the job. It's hard. You're traveling a lot and it's a really challenging job. And I was like, I'm ready to go back to Toronto, I think. And then it just like lined up, the timing lined up so well. It was like my friend that was running my apartment, couldn't rent my apartment anymore. So I was like, great, I have an apartment. And then Southern Channel was like, oh, we're starting a thing that same month. Perfect. It was meant to be. It was meant to be after much much waiting. <laughs> so before Chantal introduces herself, I need to know, did you guys know each other before massage school or did you meet in class? No, I remember the day I met her actually. It was the very first day because she yeah. wasn't at the orientation. And I remember like looking, like we looked in each other's eyes. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to be friends. And then Agreed. we're friends. I also remember that. So yeah. All right. Sorry. So what about you, Chantal? I've already said your name, but I don't wish I went first. <laughs> is not as interesting. My name is Chantel. Um, I graduated from Sutherland Chan. Uh, I did my OSCEs at the end of last year and uh, I got my license, um, same as stuff at the end of January. Um, before that, well, I always wanted to be a massage therapist. Like when I was in high school, it was something I was always interested in. But the family that I kind of grew up with was there was a little bit of stigma around massage. So um, I went for something safe. And uh, so I was in ECE for about seven years. Um, yeah, it was definitely not as interesting as Steph's story, but um, it was a good job. I loved it. But um, yeah, I think I, so I, I was in ECE and I worked in like preschools and I worked for non-for-profits and then I finally worked in the school board, which was like the goal. It's kind of like a ceiling. And once you're there, like there's not much room for growth. So um, 
Yeah, I just, once I was actually there, I realized I actually didn't like those summers off. I didn't like the March breaks. I didn't like the Christmas off because I, I don't know, I just, it felt like a little more controlling. To us non-teachers, by the way, you sound insane. It, no, it, <laughs> no, but the thing is, ECEs and teachers, we, like, the teachers get paid all the way through. We have That's to apply true. for EI. That's true. You have to apply for right. EI. Which right. I yes. fucking hated. Yeah. So it was, and it was such a hassle. Um, it just, I don't know, and it was, it, you'd, I'd get, like, really depressed that time that I wasn't working. So I think I did it for about two or three years. And then by the third year, my now fiance, he, we just had like a sit down and we were talking about like, what do I really want out of my life? What do I really want to do? And it was either I wanted to open a coffee shop <laughs> or, which is very obscure, but maybe it's because my dad, he has like a pizzeria in Portugal. Maybe that's where that came from. But, um, or finally go back to school and become a massage therapist. So yeah, I just like decided to take the leap and i did it and yeah i don't regret it i love it it's so much fun what was your exposure to massage therapy like i'm an old guy right so i was in high school like don't 19, say it don't say it 1994 they weren't even born no. yet 1994 when i graduated high school <laughs> like that's not even when i started right so i'm in high school from i don't know 1989 to 1994 because that's when there was five years there was uh, here ontario academic credit grade three grade 13 anyway what was the exposure to massage therapy because i had none no, none actually so what made you like i'd hardly gotten massages i actually don't even like getting massaged that much okay. i'm very particular about who touches, who touches me you? I'm, I'm yeah so so i my story is a little bit complicated i was kind of brought up by like a pakistani family and massage is actually like a big part of the culture right. and i would massage like my mom all the time so it was just something i was just used to i just did it all the time and uh i don't know i just felt like i called to it in some sense okay. i don't know i just yeah i just I don't know. I, I really don't know what it was. I just always liked massaging and I've right. always been like a more hands-on person. So, yeah. So know. then I have to ask you, you said you were brought up by this Pakistani family where massage was very important, but you also said there was a stigma around That's it. That's exactly what help me help me understand so when i when i kind of presented the idea i said oh like i kind of want to be a massage therapist and i think they thought it was more like in the lines of like sex work right. which whatever um so i think but i was younger too right so you kind of just go with what your elders are kind of telling you so mm -hmm. um they wanted me to go to school and become an ece because at the time um there were going to be ecs working in like the school board um like for full day kindergarten because full day kindergarten wasn't implemented yet so it's kind of like the safe choice right. um okay. and when i was in grade 12 i had no idea what i wanted to do like i've always been more of a hands-on person i've never been really good at like theory and stuff so i don't know it just kind of worked out that way so I, again just to make sure i understand massage therapy they were all on board with but do you think if it it was more because this is like you'd be getting trained in like Western culture and they thought like here in North America, like massage is only about sex? Like where they were from before they came to Canada, um, they had someone that would like massage, like right. someone in the household. So they like were massage. more concerned with you getting trained here in Canada because that maybe seemed like not the same as what they were accustomed to from <sighs> where they were from. I have honestly have no idea. Okay. Like, I don't know where, where the, you know, like, divide. Sex work yeah, it was. That? Yeah, I have no idea. I think My maybe family thought that, too. Like, they had yeah, no idea what I was exactly. doing. <laughs> so, I mean, and actually, even like my mom, like my actual birth mother now is like 
very I don't she finds massage a little bit like strange because like, we're not strange. very we're, well my family we're not very touchy people yeah. too so it is yeah. strange it's it's totally it's strange. strange I mean yeah. we but talk I about it. every time I do our professional practice ethics course I'm like you're in a strange fucking feels like yeah. let's, let's, let's just analyze this a little bit some stranger's gonna call me up because they saw my website and they're gonna say can I come in to see you for an hour I'm gonna pay you some money I'm gonna take off my clothes I'm gonna lie down on the table and you touch my body yeah like it's fucking strange it is right yeah, when right. you describe it like that but <laughs> and that's it. exactly what it is some <laughs> stranger calls you up and says I'd like to pay you some money I'm gonna take off my clothes can you touch my body yeah. it's yeah. fucking weird yeah well, and it's funny you say that you weren't a very like touchy-feely family we were not at all like I've made jokes on episodes before how I can distinctly remember the first time my mom and I hugged and I was 19 oh my god like we were yeah. not touchy feely. I hugged your mom more. <laughs> Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> she likes it. It's okay. <laughs> All right. And I'm talking about my mom. But yeah, we were not very touchy feely. We were not, um, none of us got any kind of massage or Cairo or like we would not do that. No. If somebody had an ache or a pain, it was either like, you know, walk it off or okay, if it's serious enough, go to your doctor, right? Like that yeah. was. That was it. So when I was um, studying to become a massage therapist, someone said to me, do you think that you want to do this job? Because I loved it. And I still do. I love treating people. I don't I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm touchy, but I don't come from touchy family. And somebody said to me, do you think it's because like the lack of touch you got when you were a kid? And I was like, oh, way to make this like <laughs> childhood trauma. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Not until now. Yeah. I was like, well, I didn't. But thanks. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's interesting i also was not from a touchy family like i'm i say i'm like massaged like my dad like his hands he loves hands massage and i would do that also but other than that like but no hugs don't hug but me don't, no. No, no, like no hugs, hugs, it wasn't yeah. so extreme but it definitely like i'm not a that's my partner he's like i'm not like a pda per, like i yeah, not neither. a big toucher but yeah love touching strangers mm. love that's it. one thing i'll <laughs> say about massage school though is like i guess because other people are like are a little more like touchy feely like it was weird it was hard to get used to like people just like coming and like touching you because i know there were some people that were a little more like handsy and i'm just like whoa like we're not practicing right now so that's true like massage Lots school, of different people different your your boundaries just go out the fucking window yeah you're massage school yeah everybody's just yeah, running around half naked and it's like yeah you, it, <laughs> you it's not weird if somebody just randomly touches your arm or touches your shoulder but i'm still also like not a super touchy feely person yeah. so yeah if a random person just starts touching me i'm like why are you doing that yeah you know the people Don't who who touch you when they talk like they have to put their hand yeah. like on your leg or on your shoulder yeah I mean, that makes me uncomfortable I mean, thankfully now you can just say like, excuse me, you're in my bubble. Six yeah. yeah. Six feet, please. Yeah. But before that, if somebody would just randomly put their hand on my leg when they're talking to me, like I couldn't even listen to what they're saying because in my mind, I'm just like, why are you touching me? Why are you doing that? Yeah, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm like, we, we have a friend. She she hugs and her hugs linger. It's like they, they, just, they just, it's like they just hang out. Way they too don't long. linger with me. They linger with Mark. They, yeah, they, they, they linger, they linger. <laughs> and it comes along with like a, a rub of the shoulder oh or, or something. And it's like we can stop embracing now. It's been like twenty seconds. Oh like, my god! Yeah, that's you would not like one of my very very best friends hugs. <laughs> really? It's a thing. It's like a thing, and it's I love it, but. If you don't love hugs, I think you would hate it. <laughs> I, I just think I just think there's a, there's a time when the hug is over. Yeah, <laughs> gotta push boundaries. Yeah, and when, when it just hangs out well, well beyond that, it's a little yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, the only person that I let or people that I let uh, hug me for an extended period of time is my kids. I remember reading somewhere like, as a parent, never be the one to end a hug. 
Like if your kid is still hugging you, let them hug you. So literally sometimes my daughter will come and hug me and it's going and I'm like, okay, it's been like 35 seconds, but I don't want to be the one to end yeah. the hug because Aww. apparently that's, you know, psychologically damaging. Mm. Oh. Yeah. You'll become a massage therapist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a little bit of backstory on both of you guys. So where do we want to begin? Why don't we talk about school a little bit? Because you guys met at school and I think Steph already said you went to Sutherland Chan. Yep. Yeah. So when did you guys actually start? Um, when? 2018. All right. Uh, oh. April. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was April 2018. What, what made you guys decide Sutherland Chan? Of all the places to go to, why? why I was there? supposed to go to that school in London. What's it called again? Darcy Lane? Darcy Lane. No. no. There's Westerveld. Westerveld. There's Fanshawe. 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 I was going to go to Fanshawe and I had ta- started taking like the prerequisites and everything because my aunt had lived there. So I was going to stay with her. All right. Huh? Um, and then last minute she said she was moving because I lived in Mississauga at the time. She said she was moving back to Mississauga. So I was like, shit, now what the hell am I going to do? So I was just looking at, and there's a lot of like shitty schools for massage therapy that I won't like say. So (laughs) that were a little sketchy and the just like and very pushy that I didn't like. So I was looking at like the most reputable schools and Sutherland Chan was the better one because I didn't know too much about massage at the time either. Yeah. So then I just, I was like, okay, Sutherland Chan. So I just applied yeah so that was kind of the situation for me and you moved into toronto or did you stay in mississauga no i was living in streetsville if anyone knows where that is i was living in streetsville at the time with my brothers in this little 100 year old apartment and um then i knew i was going back to school so then i moved in with my partners him and his dad and then yeah so we stayed in mississauga and i would just commute and then we ended up getting a place ourselves and then ended up moving to Toronto after I finished school. <laughs> so close to the school, too. Just in like, time for a pandemic. I could have biked to school if I had moved. Like, it was. Oh. But anyway, it's fine. It worked out. So, yeah. So that was the situation for me. So I didn't know I wanted to go to Sutherland Chan until I was forced to find another school. Well, Steph, you had already, you said you'd already done all the prereqs before you did that really awesome job. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you choose Sutherland Chan? I'm trying to remember. The. One reason is that it was a 12-minute bike ride from my house. You guys really like bikes, huh? Love bikes. I just got a bike. I'm not a biker. <laughs> I like, literally got it a month ago. And so super close. And maybe like the the people who inspired me to do massage therapy, um, I'm sure you've heard of Myo Detox. They're the, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, they treated my shoulder at one point and I was like, I want to do this. This is amazing. And they're like, get a massage therapy degree. You get a license to touch people and then you build your own practice I'm like that sounds amazing and maybe they mentioned Sutherland Chan because I don't know unless it was just like good SEO and Sutherland Chan just popped up yeah maybe that, that and it was it. close by yeah all right and then you guys met the first day love at first sight became friends we were all we were all a pretty close class though that like, was what we I was all, gonna ask we have a great your, class yeah. we still talk we're all supposed to hang out tomorrow but you're not coming she's busy but yeah no good class loved it um but yeah we met on the first day because I well because obviously we had orientation and then I recognized you because I didn't recognize you, so I was like, "Who's this girl?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you you kind of looked at me too. You're like, well, "I want to talk to her." Yeah. And then yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah, we're like, "This is the ASIS on like some skeleton." Yeah. Trying to. Oh, I had no idea what the hell was going on that day. <laughs> yeah, it was. A weird I was day. so confused. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, was school like for you guys? Were you expecting the level of difficulty based on the fact that you had done prereqs or did you get in there and you're like, holy shit. That was hard as hell. That shit was crazy. The first day I was like, fuck, I can't do this. There's no way. Because like I was an ECE. I was working with kids. Like I was doing like, you know, basic level education. And uh, 
yeah, I didn't think I would be able to get through it because like anatomy and physiology, like it was so far from anything I understood. But then I ended up just like getting really, I'm not gonna say I got really good at it, but I'll say, you know, anatomy, I fucking like, I crushed that shit. Yeah. From the, from how bad I was the first couple weeks to like the end, I ended up just like, I think you have to enjoy it to like be good at it and to yeah. understand it physiology no i physiology i'm still total shit at but anatomy <laughs> i ended up totally falling falling in love with like msk and all that stuff so um yeah it, but it was really hard and also because there we had no breaks ours was like the intensive one so it was and it was just hard like in my personal life too because i couldn't like see anyone i was just like i would be at school all day and then i'd go home and study because i took it really seriously so it was definitely a challenge and it was like the hardest like two years ever for me, but um, worth it. So, yeah. Did I answer the question? I don't even remember what the question was. Yep, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, How did you find school? I have so much respect for Chantal and the other people in the class that had didn't have any science background. Like I came with a degree in like a science degree. Like I didn't have to learn a whole new language. Yeah, that is like you had you had an advantage for sure. Huge, yeah, yeah, totally. I so the first bit was a lot of review for me. I'd never learned anatomy, but like the physiology stuff, I was like, oh yeah, I know this. So, what's your degree in? Wildlife biology. And where did you get your degree from? University of Guelph. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really straight from that. But so yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I just felt so 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 lucky because it was the first part was like not easy because it's still you're still like relearning. I don't know all the things, but. Definitely not as challenging as for those who did not have science degree. It's so much information. I was more just like the volume of information that we had to learn. Like, I don't think I saw that coming. It's a lot in a short period of time. And I don't think anyone, yeah. I feel like everyone in my life was like, you're learning what? Like, people don't, in my experience, people that aren't massage therapists, like, have no idea the no stuff idea. we know. We no know idea. So much stuff. I know. Too I remember, I, yeah. I've told these stories before, but I remember getting a new client. Uh, this was probably like five, six years ago. And I got a new client at this clinic I was at, and he was a medical doctor. And the reason he came to see me is he was moving into, I, I worked in a clinic inside a medical building. So he was actually just moving into this building and going to be starting his practice. So he wanted to get to know, you know, different, all the different practitioners in the building. And so he booked an appointment to come see me for a massage. And when we sat down and I started going through the interview with him, one of the first questions he asked me was, he's like, so when you were studying massage therapy, did you guys have to learn any anatomy at all? Oh, my God. I was like, I dude, no, no, let me tell no, you no. every muscle in the body. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I Honestly, I was speechless for a second. I think I just stared at him. He probably thought I was having a stroke or something. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> It's like, I guess not. <laughs> but yeah, they really have, uh, people don't have any idea what we do know. Or like, you know, I, another example I can think of, and I've told this story before as well. I was contacted by um, somebody from an insurance company because I was working with a client who was on uh, disability from his work because of a, a work-related accident. And so when I was speaking to her over the phone, she said, well, my assumption is if he is now seeking massage therapy and he's not going to physiotherapy, that he's recovered. And I said, why would you assume that? And she said, well, he's supposed to be working on increasing his range of motion and building his strength. And what I wanted to say was, well, what the fuck have I been doing this whole time? But I was like, okay. Okay, but that is what we are doing. And she said, no, he needs to be seeing a physiotherapist. A massage therapist, he can see when he's recovered and he just needs to relax. I was like, I, oh my I God. can't. No. But, yeah. you know, and this is no. 
this is the the mentality that people have yeah and they don't understand what we do or like you know Chantel's family and my family who thought we were going to become sex Give workers candies. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They have no idea what we do. Does it bother you that people don't know what you do? I think it used to. I don't care. <laughs> do you like it that you're a little Bruce Wayne, Batman, and who cares? <laughs> Let them not know what we do. Well, like yeah. I always say, I feel like the people who matter, like the people that need to know what I do, they do know what I do. Like my clients understand. And I do kind of like actually when I have somebody come in and they explain an injury to me and, you know, I go through my assessment. I'm like, okay, this is what I think might be going on. This is what we're going to do, whatever. And then the shock almost like, how did you figure that out? How did you just know that and i'm like it's magic yeah, yeah those are the best the best moments are you like palpate something and you're like they're like oh how'd you find that spot and you're like well. <laughs> that's what i do yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah I, I i don't think people really understand i had a student once um say to me and okay granted i've spoken about the student before he wasn't wasn't the brightest bulb on the tree. You don't need to be the bright bulb. He did all right. Sometimes the contrast between the bright yeah. and the dim make the tree look beautiful. Yeah. wasn't He Aww. wasn't exactly book smart, but, you know, he wanted to get better. I, I shouldn't say that, actually. He was kind of lazy. Um, but anyway, <laughs> and there was one day in student clinic that I was kind of ripping into him a little bit because we had gone over the same shit so many times that I was like, I, like, I don't know how else to help you. I don't know why you're not getting this. I keep going over the same thing. And you're just like blatantly ignoring me and doing something else. And he was like, well, I just don't understand. Like, why do I need to know all this? He's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to leave massage school. I'm just going to go to med school because I'm already learning enough to be a doctor anyway. It's like, oh, hey, good luck in med school. You oh my God. are confused about yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck. And it wasn't that hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you think you can be a doctor now? All right. Yeah. Good luck to wow. you. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> I do have to say I have a lot of respect for like nurses and stuff now too, especially like with just the little like physiology and stuff. Well, not little, but just learning that and it was a challenge for me. I'm like, I really respect like nurses for, absolutely. I mean, and doctors too, but you know, nurses. Nurses. <laughs> Go nurses. <laughs> nurses. So when you guys finished school, you finished what, end of 2019? Yeah. October. Yeah. October. October 2019. And then you did your oskis and you got fully licensed at the end of january of 2020 so yeah. did you both have jobs lined up or yes. yeah mm-hmm. so you started work right away oh yeah yeah Luckily. yeah don't want to wait i wanted yeah. yeah i wanted to just like hit the ground running and so i knew i was gonna move to toronto so when we signed the lease for the place that we're currently living in now i like googled all like the massage places nearby and i was like oh i'm like i'm doing my oskis that that this time blah 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 i'm gonna be living here like 10 minutes away um can like are you like hiring rmts right now and i got like almost every place that i had emailed had emailed me back like it's i don't think i've ever had like this much of like this job opportunities like this See, like we, in any we other are job. not surprised because every clinic yeah. owner we know cannot find rmts like yeah there's apparently a shortage of rmts yeah that's crazy same yeah i was lined up before like bam bam yeah so ultimately where did you end up i mean you don't have to say the name of your business but what type of clinic did you end up working at or do you work at multiple locations so um i was working at a yoga studio i'm not there anymore just because of all the stuff that happened it wasn't busy enough so i had to leave um which was good they just had like one massage room and then like it was like the yoga studio um and then i'm at and then i was at a massage clinic and now i'm at two different massage clinics so okay yeah what about you steph 
one place, two places, two five place? places, <laughs> <laughs> two places, multidisciplinary and just massage. What went through your mind? You know, you've now just started and you're loving life. And, you know, how many weeks did you actually get to practice before you got shut down? Six weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what went through sad. your head in that moment? Were you like, fuck, I picked the wrong career? Or were you like the rest of us? Like, eh, we'll be off for a couple of weeks and back in business. Is that how you felt? Yeah. I, I didn't no. think I, I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll be fine. I thought a few weeks for sure, but I didn't think it would be like I guess at months. the beginning, yeah, I was like, well, we'll just a couple of weeks of quarantine or whatever. So I think the thing that made it really challenging for me and possibly for our whole class was that we had just, you know, that time, the period of time between you like graduate and then you have to wait to take mm-hmm. your exams and then yeah. you have to wait to take your Oscars. You gotta wait till you and get then registered. You have to wait to get blah, registered. Blah, blah. It's like constant. Like we'd been waiting for three months and I was already, I feel like you can probably relate to this, Chantal. Like I was already like, I just want to start. Like right. I just, because school is awesome and we learned so much, but I was like, I know that the real learning is going to come when I get out there. So mm-hmm. can we just do this? And I felt like, a useless like no like i'm like what am i doing for society i'm just like sitting here waiting and you can't just get a job for a couple months or like i didn't have any job lined up like outside of massage therapy so i was just like literally doing nothing mm. and so so stoked to start and it i think it just like it hit me really hard i was really like sad and super upset because i thought well i didn't i didn't think we were never gonna treat again but i was like i just Finish. Like I just got out of this like pretty crappy place emotionally and like mentally, mm-hmm. waiting for this to start, and now it's just like gotten taken away and like and so and the unknown too. Like we were like we were all in this situation where you're like, how long is this gonna last? Like, was there a difference in the the different settings that you're in, like the massage therapy clinic versus the multidisciplinary clinic? Was one like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this as long as we can. And the other one was it like, okay, public safety, let's shut her down like right now. Because I noticed a lot of massage therapists when we were doing a lot of uh, podcasting over COVID, a lot of massage therapists, like as soon as we had the opportunity to close down or as soon as we realized things were closing down, we shut down right away. And then there's a whole bunch of other people that were working in other different places, like multidisciplinary places where chiros or physios, they were deemed decentral workers or whatever the case is. And so they kept pushing how far they can work, how far they can work. And they wanted their massage therapists to do the same thing. Did you guys notice that with the different types of settings that you're in? Or was it all basically the same idea? Both of mine shut down pretty immediately. Yeah. Like it wasn't. It was interesting because the massage place, it was like, all right, we're, we're closing this down. I think the clinic owner was like, we like survived SARS. Like it's getting, she was very optimistic and right, thought right, it was right. going to be fine. And then when it wasn't, but she's like, was super responsible about it and shut it down. And then the other, the multidisciplinary also shut it down, but. It just felt really different there because, uh, like, all the people that weren't RMTs could treat, like, virtually. Because they could still, yeah. yeah. Well, they just immediately were like, well, you can just still, like, do follow-ups online. And I was like, I want to do follow-ups online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. No, our job is to touch people. If I'm not yeah. physically yeah. touching someone, I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, totally. I, don't know what to I was do. like, why can't I do that? But mm-hmm. Yeah. The yoga studio closed before the CMTO said that we weren't allowed to practice. And then the clinic I was at, they kept going until the CMTO said not to, but I had asked to, I said I wasn't comfortable just because I they didn't have the proper stuff and mm-hmm. I just didn't feel, and it, it was so unknown at the time too. And my partner, he has asthma, so he was nervous and I was like, Ugh. so yeah, which was hard because also I wanted money. Like I hadn't been working yeah, for, sure, for yeah. like also, yeah. two years. So yeah. I was like, yeah, it was 
pretty it was tough to do that but yeah that would be freaking brutal like mark and i had had said many times i think what a lot of people learned through this is you've got to be financially secure but that wasn't even possible for you guys you know like you couldn't be in a place where you had three four months of income saved up to make sure that you weren't screwed because you had only been working for six weeks yeah so like i don't i don't know see another scenario i would sit in the corner and cry like i don't know what i would do i sat in the corner and cried i wanted to yeah i was pretty sad yeah i I've always been like very independent since I was like young. Like my parents have never helped with anything financially. So that little period of time you were saying where we were waiting to get our license and do our exams and all the stuff and whatever, I was like doing odd jobs, but it was just like meeting my basic requirements. So yeah. And then we had worked and then because I was a new RMT at both of these places, I wasn't that busy. So the money that I had when everything shut down basically kept me yeah until the the relief came Serb, yeah Serb, whenever that was in may or april i don't remember when it i think it started in april i think it started in april yeah yeah so it was yeah but luckily my my partner he's a comic book artist so he he was steady at the time too so it it was okay but i mean it was just a comic book artist so cool that is cool cool. he's an illustrator yeah so he does what school for yeah he went to art school cool he went to art school for it um yeah he it's he does like project to project so it's um it's also like on your toes kind of like what i'm doing now too it's not it's it's different yeah we both have different very different careers but yeah that's a tough gig too it is yeah when we first started dating it was I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I if I can handle this because he, you know, he's still living with his dad and stuff. And yeah. but anyway, we got together and he smartened up and <laughs> all is well. That's that's a serious he's a good dude. Yeah, it's like I, I know a dude who went to. He was in my high school and he went to uh, Sheridan for animation. Yeah, and he was like, "It's fucking murder." Yeah, he's like, hard. "My first term, I I broke down so many times." It's because you go, oh. it's really tough and competitive to get into these places, and then when you get there, you're there with a whole bunch of other really talented people, and then you're there with your instructors, and they're like, "Everything you know is shit. Forget everything uh, you knew. We're gonna yeah. we're, we're not we're gonna have to build you back up again." And so you're there based on some talent that you had, so you think you're really great, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's a very limited program, and you're in, so you think you're fabulous, and then like the first day of class. You find out yeah. your shit, and we got to start this all over again, guys. So where, yeah. whatever, whatever ego that you had, fucking check it now. Yeah, and he almost didn't survive his first term. I think yeah. I've over like I obviously I'm not into art myself, and I'm not an artist, but I've learned a lot about the art industry and how like cutthroat it is. Sure. And I think that was one of the first things he said. Um, one of the teachers said on his very first day of art school is that the teacher's like only like two of you in this class of 30 or 40, whatever, or yeah, I don't it's, it's are going to make it like yeah. one of those look left, look right. Yeah. And most of them don't do art anymore just because it's not, it's so hard to For stay sure. afloat. One of the, what I would have considered one of the most talented visual artists I had ever like known personally is now a real estate agent. Yeah. Like, I mean, she still does art as a hobby or, you know, like she designed her kids' bedrooms and stuff yeah. and like it gets beautiful. Beautiful. And yeah. I look at her work and I'm like, how are you not famous? But because there's tons of people yeah. who are equally or more talented yeah. and artists of subjective, you need the right eye to see your work and be like, yes, like yeah. I want to work with you in some way. Yeah. So I can't believe she does real estate now. Like she was, society, I thought, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Society doesn't value art enough. Like, yeah. Big time, which I hope would change given that art is what like 
helped us all survive COVID. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Amen. It's like I heard on the news the other day, the building that Sneaky D's is in is going to get torn down in condos. And become like, a condo. No, the worst. Exactly. And so uh, there's a whole bunch of people that they were interviewing this, uh, this news outlet talking about being in a band and we need venues like that. These medium-sized venues where you're as an up-and-coming band, you can really kind of figure out your groove. You can, you can create your audience. You can build your following out of these places so you don't go from like a really kind of small shitty bar to like a small concert venue like you need that in between yeah. so we lost so many fucking in-betweens it's yeah. like that yeah. building right at the corner of queen and bathurst it used to be uh, the cathedral was on oh, one yeah. of the layers and yeah. then the holy joe's is another layer in the reverb like it was a three three floors of live music isn't the horseshoe gone too <gasps> No. no, the horseshoe's still around. Is that still there? I think okay. so, yeah. But I mean, just places like this that are just disappearing, especially with this whole COVID thing. It's so sad. It's and well, and like Steph yeah. was saying, I saw like a meme on like Facebook or Instagram or something that was saying, I hope that people will start to really appreciate artists more because yeah, when we're all locked down, what is getting us through this? It's the entertainers, it's the singers, yeah. it's like art is actually essential. You know, when we had nothing else to do other than read or listen to music or watch movies. Yeah. God, artists. Yeah. Artists, we love you. Respect. Respect. I respect <laughs> artists. It's not easy. I got my first uh, tattoo as soon as the tattoo shops opened back up again. And I had never, like I said, it was my first tattoo. So I'd never had to deal with a tattoo artist. So I'd sent him my ideas and he said like, okay, I'll, I'll do a drawing for you and I should get it to you within a couple of days. A week goes by. I'm like, okay, okay. I'll give him some time. Yeah. Two weeks goes by. I'm like, what the fuck? So it's going to be on my body. Right. So I finally like <laughs> follow up with him like maybe five days before I have an appointment booked to get this tattoo. And I mean, obviously I knew if I showed up and I didn't like it, I don't have to get it. Yeah. But I didn't want that to happen. I don't want to waste his time. I didn't want to waste my time. So I followed up with him about five days before and I hear nothing. So now I'm starting to get a little nervous. Like it's five days before I booked this appointment like four weeks in advance. Right. So I call the shop and I speak to um, a very nice person that worked at the front desk. And she said, okay, let me check on this for you. So she goes and talks to the artist. She comes back and she said, oh, funny. He's actually working on your drawing now. You should get it tonight. And I'm like, great. Yeah. So now I feel good. I don't get it tonight. I don't even get it the next morning. The night before my appointment, 7 p.m., he emails me. He's like, sorry, I didn't get this to you sooner. And I remember telling someone that. They're like, oh, you obviously have never worked with an artist before. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I ended up loving it. Yeah. And it all worked out. But I was and like. Plus, man, he's a tattoo artist. I mean, he's used to doing letters and flowers all fucking day long. <laughs> my yeah. tattoo is literally letters and flowers. So yeah. he's like, another one? He's like, it's going to be good. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. And it was. And when I went in that day, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm just, I'm not really good at keeping up with this kind of stuff and i was like yeah no, okay dude. well yeah <laughs> i just need to learn how to deal with artists you know yeah you can't just force out a drawing i guess yeah they can be a little <laughs> particular but um i have to say like they well the artists that i have met they really dedicate their lives to it like his name is paris and he's working all the time like even when we're at the end of the day when i come home from work and we like just are kicking it he always has like his ipad and he's like drawing until like three in the morning so wow respect yeah, yeah i have a lot of respect my partner's in film he's a writer director producer yeah. he's like 
constant, always, 100 percent working all the time. Yeah, For sure. like yeah, not yeah, in a yeah. bad way, but in a like. Or they feel creative. guilty if they're not working. Yeah. yeah, yeah, have to always get the ideas out. Yeah. See, Mark is a very creative person, and that's why he needs things like the podcast to be the creative outlet because he's, you know, he doesn't really play live music anymore, so he yeah. needs something. And when it comes to this, yes, he's working 100 percent of the time. Like yeah. he's always doing something with these screens. These he's always in front of these screens. So post COVID. Going back to work, um, were you, actually, this is more for Chantel. I'm going to ask you as well, Steph, but more for Chantel, because you felt a little more nervous. You know, you decided to stop working even before the clinic closed. You have a partner who's, I guess, considered vulnerable. Yeah. Were you excited to go back to work or were you very nervous? I was so excited. I just wanted to work so badly. I've like always worked. Like even as a kid, like I always had a job. So this was like the longest time in my entire life not entire life, but since I was in high school that I hadn't worked. So I was like so excited to get back to work. Like I went in early and like like a couple of days before and I was like getting stuff ready and I was like, what can I do to help? Like I wanted to get back to work so badly. Also because like we were doing a lot of like continuing education and stuff like in that time, just because like you don't want to lose anything that you've learned. And uh, I just so fresh. I love it. wanted to, right, well, you know, <laughs> I love it. I love it's, it. It's, it's slowly fading away. But um, yeah, you so just I just, just took a cup in course. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not fading. <laughs> yeah, well, but um, yeah, I just wanted to put everything to practice. But I mean, of course, I was nervous. I remember the first day at work, I was nervous. For sure. I remember I was like getting like the sweats and stuff. I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to be. Like, also, I wear glasses and the mask and glasses mm, yeah, do not yeah. mix. Like, it's not terrible. Mix. I'm just like, talking to people i have like fog i'm like i'm so sorry i'm gonna take this off it's just like they're like oh you dumb bitch (laughs) (laughs) really nice clients yeah so anyway but yeah no i wanted to get back to work were you busy immediately like did you have people come back right away yes yeah Uh, i was busy for the first few weeks and then there was like this really quiet period and now it's busy again so yeah it was it was weird yeah up and down how about you steph were you like pumped to go back after my like no, like deep depression. Then I got into like all the con ed stuff and got mm. deep dive into like neurology and yeah. cool shit that you can like, so interesting. And then when they were like, all right, this is the start date. I was like, oh, I pushed my start date for a week because I was like, now I need to like get back into the like game of what it's going to be like. And, but I was really excited. I was super excited to get back, but I was like, I felt really anxious about it. I was really, I mean, think back to like three months ago, like I still thought COVID was like everywhere. Like it was, I feel like now I have a certain comfort level of just like kind of know more about how it is transmitted Yeah, and like mask mask in a room is like pretty safe and there's so much screening. Yep. So I feel very comfortable going to work every day. I Like more comfortable than I do feel like in a grocery store, like it's very safe. Um, yeah. And then, but at the time I was like... I don't know. Like, I haven't seen another person aside from my partner, like, in so long. That was weird, actually. Yeah, I yeah. didn't, I, I'm not a super, like, anxious person. I'm not an overreactor. I'm actually yeah. usually the person that underreacts to everything. Like I said, I was like, oh, Sam, it's fine. Everything will be fine. We're yeah. fine. Yeah. But I came back and, yeah, it was weird. Like, oh, I'm now in a room with not Mark, not my kid, like a strange person. Whoa. And I'm going to be touching you. So uh, yeah, I was a little more anxious than I thought I would be. I remember there was a period um, just maybe two weeks before we were actually given the green light to go back to work. And Mark and I had come in here just to try to make a plan, you know, try to figure out what we were going to do. And we were also just trying to figure out like, what do we need to buy? What do we need to change? So for example, my treatment room, um, as you can see from the door beside you, it's 
glass, right? Mm. So we originally had a curtain and I was like, okay, we're going to have to get rid of the curtain because we can't have multiple people opening the curtain. Mm. So we just came in to sort of figure stuff out and we were here for hours one day and then we were starving. So we left and we went to a drive-thru to get food and we go to this drive-thru and we both got a burger and we're sitting in the parking lot and I'm sitting there with my burger and I just start crying and he's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know the rules anymore. Am I allowed to touch this and then eat this? Like I was literally like just sitting there crying holding this burger oh. i'm like i don't know what to do anymore like the yeah. world is so weird Classic yeah 2020 right the- <laughs> holding a burger crying exactly in <laughs> <laughs> the first it. time i went to the grocery store and i saw everyone wearing masks and everyone there was all the tape and stuff i remember like on my way home i started to tear up because i was like what is this world like Me what is happening yeah. this is so weird I, it was. It took a while, like a month, to digest the way we needed to behave. Mm-hmm, but yeah, yeah I remember I, I had the same experience. Like I was like very emotional, yeah, just like with all the masks and stuff. And now it's just like normal to see everybody yeah, like so that. Normal. I do hate that masks have become normal. Like I don't want I know. to feel like this is normal. There's no choice. Like we just, you know, this is it is what it is. We yeah. have to do it. But I still get a little bit like emotional when I see kids in masks. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. I hate when I have to put my kids in masks, but yeah. I mean, they're both over two. They have to be, but I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to feel okay about that. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully masks are not the norm forever, I but not. I do want to keep the distance forever. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not hating people not invading my personal space yeah. all the time. Like we live in a condo and it has five <laughs> elevators. And for whatever reason, nobody has enough patience to wait for the next elevator when there's already 24 fucking people oh, on the elevator and they'll yeah. stand this close to you. I'm like, I can like, no smell thanks. your breath, sir. Oh, Please back up. <laughs> it's awful. We were at... Where were we? We went to Center Island a few weeks ago, and we were standing in line to get on the ferry to come back. To go to the island, it's like there is somebody there who's directing traffic, telling you where to stand. Like, it's very, very organized. Coming back the other way, it's not as organized. And I was standing, and I turned to Mark, and I was like, how close is this person who's standing behind? I didn't turn back to see, but I was like, there is a person close to me, right? And he's like... Yeah, why? And I'm like, I can smell somebody else's breath. Like, that's how sensitive I've become because nobody comes close to you anymore. And I was like, I smell somebody else's breath. They are way too close to me. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I want to get rid of the masks, but I want to keep the distance. I'm kind of enjoying that. I can be on board with that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's learning how to um, act in public. One of you were saying that once I got this realization that, like, not everything is gross like you can touch Mm -hmm. things it's more just remembering like which we should have been doing anyway if you're touching a bunch of stuff that other people have touched if you're out and you're touching doorknobs and light switches and whatever don't touch your face don't eat don't do any of those things before you wash your hands like it's really actually very basic yeah we should have been doing that like why was everyone so upset we had to wash our hands for 30 seconds i'm like what have you been doing (laughs) exactly why are you so gross (laughs) just wash your hands seriously was it with your class when i came in and i said like okay now I understand why we had to tell people was that yeah the yes. person that just like didn't wash her <gasps> oh, she, yeah. came, she came out I'll, I'll tell all of you listening I was in the ladies room here in the building where Conette is and this woman came out of the stall and she dropped something on the floor I didn't see what it was but she bent down picked it up put it in her pocket and then she came over to the sink turned on the tap put her hands under for I don't know a second put some soap on and literally just like put her hands back under the water and let the soap run off like my three-year-old mm-hmm. does as the and then used her hands to turn off the taps and then dried her hands, threw the 
towel out, touched the doorknob and walked out. And I was like, oh, What's everything in here is dirty now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's the point? So apparently we do need to teach grown adults how to wash their hands. Proper hand washing. Yeah, but back to your question, just to, I don't know how you all felt, but I found the most, like once I had my hands on someone, I was like, yes, like this is my jam into it. Great. But I found it so exhausting to like talk to other people like the yeah. client, like the first week, my body felt pretty good. Like I don't feel like I was more tired than I was before, but my brain, I was like, oh my gosh, having to like <laughs> talk to people and like interact with strangers. I was like, this is weird. Weird. Yeah. And then sure. it's gotten so fine. It's so, it's, yeah, it's well, fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. You adapt. Yeah. We you were podcasting adapt. a lot yeah. when we couldn't go anywhere from our bedroom. We were probably mm. recording maybe three or four episodes a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was listening. We were also so sort of bored and Why we're like, hey, yeah, let's yeah. do stuff. Let's give someone something to listen to. So that was a big part of it. Yeah. It was yeah. great. I was so bored. So I listened to your podcast. And then there was another one. The Radical RMT. Yeah. I listened Christy, to theirs. Christy. And then there was another one as well I listened to. Because one of our teachers was on, Ian Cam was on yeah. someone else's podcast. And he was on oh, yours nice. as well. Yeah. Ian Cam was on, um, what, is it, what is the massage therapy now one called? Un- off the table, under the table, something a table. I don't know. I think it's a table. I, I don't know. Something on the table. table. I don't I don't remember. Yeah, but Ian Cam was on the. Yeah. He was on one of them, yeah. And I was like, oh, my oh, teacher. I I really, he's a really good teacher. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Good business teacher. Is it weird hearing your teachers on something like this? Yes. How, why is it weird? Because uh, tell, you tell me why it's weird. Why did why'd you well, find it strange? I actually know. I thought it was kind of exciting. I was like, it's just like weird because you know that person and you like, you like see, you would see them every day. So, so. my question then is, does, does it translate the same when? he's on the couch talking just talking utter shit because i think i opened that up just by talking shit with him is it is it the same vibe as when he's in front of you in the classroom yeah because he he's a he seemed to be a very authentic person and he was mm-hmm. one of my clinic instructors as well and he's very very personable right, right, right. yeah so no it was like it was like the same yeah for sure he's very authentic so yeah that's it was it was cool I, I think that's why i was drawn to it as well because like i just love everything he has to say so yeah i really liked him he and i doubt he's listening but he hi ian chantelle you probably don't remember me but um <laughs> he's just like so nice too because i I, e- I emailed him twice since graduating and he was he's always been very helpful just i've had a couple like business questions and yeah, yeah. so that's a good teacher. Yeah. Southern Chan is a good school. I'm always curious when someone's instructor gets on here. Cause like we've had a whole bunch of instructors here. Yeah. We've had Connor. He's, he teaches at Mohawk. We've had Ron. He teaches from Mohawk. Um, we've had Chris. He used to teach at Fanshawe and a bunch of other places. Like we've had a whole series of instructors, Brandy John. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious as to like, what are you thinking of as a student? Cause like, I know these people and we know these people like, just as regular everyday folk, People. right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, I don't know what it'd be like if I heard one of my instructors. We had Should one we of your instructors on. Wasn't Janet one of your instructors? Yeah, that's right. Rainbow Plate? Yeah. That's right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so we had one of your instructors. Yeah, I wanted her to swear a little bit, but I guess that's not her. Uh, <laughs> that's not her jam. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, so now that you've been back to work for, how long have we been back at work? It's sept- it is September, guys. Like, it is September. Know. This year's been a really, yeah. really weird oh I don't know what God. day it is half the time. I thought it was Thursday today. I'm with you. I'm I have no idea what's going on. very confused. It is a very it's confusing September. I like the confusion, though. I'm not going to lie. I don't mind walking around this state of confusion yeah. all the time. And it's... <laughs> It's acceptable. It's acceptable. Yeah, we're all doing it. We're <laughs> like, no one know. knows what's going on. Yeah, I saw um, 
on a like a parents group, there were some people who were saying like, you know, are any of you feeling um, sad that it's back to school time or whatever? And uh, I was like, no, I think I think I need a little bit of normalcy back. Although I've enjoyed having my kids home all the time and there being no schedule and every day is Saturday. Yeah. I think we're ready to have some sort of routine kind of come back. I'm like, no, I think, you know, I think the five month March break was good enough. I think we're good. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. Let's get them back to school, back to doing something. Yeah. (laughs) I have to say I am happy I'm not in the school board anymore. And I've had like, because I still am in touch with all those like those my old DC friends and some teacher friends and they're like girl like you're so lucky you're out of it because this is like a shit show it is like teachers is don't even show. know what's they going don't on even right. they don't they don't know and what they're teaching next week day they day. don't know yeah. who's in their class like they don't know and anything yeah it's i know well i i got a message from another one of my friends who's a parent of a child that goes to the same school as my daughter and she said have you received the email yet do you, like do you know your start date next week i'm like nope not yet like no. we have no idea what day she's starting we don't know who her teacher is and we're not alone this is everybody this yeah. is every school like we're just doing this blindly yeah. the only positive is for the school boards that have started i i've heard mostly positive things like once they had the kids in class it seems that the kids are happy to be back and the teachers they're figuring it out you know like thank god there's teachers that can just figure it out like artists they're figuring it out (laughs) and they're making it happen and most of the stories i've heard have been very very positive so that's great i'm feeling good yeah it's gonna be good there are some really good teachers there are some really good teachers out there so have faith. They've got to be better than when I was trying to homeschool her. <laughs> I started buying box wine, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't we all? That's a low. <laughs> that's a low blow. I started buying box wine. <laughs> Mark would get me a box and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this will last me a couple of weeks. Six yeah, no. days later, I'm like, I'm going to have to buy more. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Just buy a few. It's fine. The guy at the LCBO near my house, he's like, good to see you again. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm wearing a mask. Like, how do you know what I like? How do you recognize me? So I was like, I have nothing else to do. I'm fucking sitting at home like <laughs> did you take up drinking too in that time i didn't actually my partner talked about this because like everyone just like did yeah i like i'm a casual drinker but i i've never been yeah i didn't I'm i did same. not I... I exercised excessively at first and then i, I just like too. normalized yeah. yeah we did online workouts we did the same followed the same instagram accounts yes. like, like see did each those... other's names on the like live <laughs> instagram yeah <laughs> those live workouts were good Flight club, very good, Jim. Yeah, flight club. Nice. I tried doing some. Well, I did. I did some online workouts, but I would try to find ones that my kids could do with me because, Mm. again, I was homeschooling, right? So I would try to find like kid-friendly stuff for them to do. Our oldest would kind of get into it and she would do at least half of the workout. Our youngest would do like 10 minutes and she's like, I'm tired. This is hard. And she would just lay down like on the floor. (laughs) That was me as a kid. She's (laughs) wise. I'm tired. This is hard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We should lie down. Is what she yeah. Does. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to ask before somehow we got sidetracked, it's probably my fault. Um, now that you've been back working for a couple of months, does everything feel totally normal or like what's work life like for you guys now? I like it. I mean, it's yeah, it seems pretty normal, I guess, the way everything is. I think some people get annoyed when I do the second screening with them. They're like, oh, but I did it online. I'm like, I know, but I have to ask you everything twice. My clients think I'm crazy, actually, because I send them the questions like 
if somebody books like four weeks in advance, like, yes, I could screen them right there four weeks. And I'm like, you know what, let's do this a little closer to your appointment. You know, when yeah. there's still enough time that I can cancel them and reschedule. So sometimes I'm asking them the questions like 48 hours before or sometimes even 24 hours before. And then they come in and I ask them again. They're like, we just talked yesterday. I'm like, I don't care. Did you travel outside of Canada yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you do with your life. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> For real. I don't know you. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know you. I'm going to ask you again. Just answer me, damn it. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of questions. But people are pretty good, I think. They're generally happy to see you and excited to get work done. Exactly. So. They just yeah, want the treatment, the so they'll do whatever they can. Best job. Everyone's yeah. like, I work from my couch now, so everything hurts. Literally. Great. Everybody says that. I've seen some horror stories on Facebook. Like, I saw on Facebook in one of the groups where someone did the pre-screening and that person's like, yeah, no, I've never had this or whatever. They, they screened negative the whole time. Then the treatment was almost over. And they, they kind of look up at the therapist like, um, I'm actually been feeling kind of sick. I lied. Nope. I lied I to you. On, I lied to you on the pre-screening. That's fucked up. What? I was like, what the fuck? I think my professionalism do would that. go out the window at that moment. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. Like, if Flip you're going to be table. that disrespectful, not only to me, but anybody else in my clinic, yeah. all of my other clients, yeah. like, it's not just you and another person. I am now going to be in contact with how many other people you're, you're willing to put that many people at risk because you need a massage that fucking badly yeah. i'm not even going to be nice to you yeah like get the fuck out of here you are no longer my client but pay me first yeah seriously you know what actually i don't even want your money double. take your dirty fucking sick money i don't want the money swipe the card we can do that yeah <laughs> just tap and get out of here <laughs> yeah i can't even believe someone would do that although i had some it wasn't it wasn't similar in any way but i had um somebody that i know like it's like a friend of a friend kind of so i think maybe you know she considers me like someone she knows mm -hmm. like we're not really you know what I mean mm -hmm. so she booked the appointment I gave her the pre-screening questions she answered no to everything she came in I asked her the questions again she answered no to everything and, I mean she had zero symptoms when she came in so technically yes she she passed the pre-screen because she had no symptoms at that moment but then like during the treatment um, or actually it was after the treatment we were talking about you know how she had taken so long to actually come in and get treatment and she's not been feeling well. She's like, yeah, like just before coming here, I had a headache for like four days because of all this. And I was like, mm -mm. so wouldn't that mean you would have had the headache when I asked you the questions the first time? Like, yeah. yes, today you don't have a headache, but wouldn't you have had the headache? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but this is like, this is the normal headaches I always get. And now we have the ability to assess headaches. But at the time I was like, yeah, this wasn't up for interpretation. Like yeah. if you had a headache, you have to tell me. Yeah. But I think she was very relaxed because she somewhat knew me, but mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you like, you have to answer the questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly. Thank you. So and there's still a whole bunch of therapists that are not working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they're still like, I, I don't, I don't think I should go to work yet or I don't feel it's safe for me or it's really strange. The whole yeah, thing is strange. Fair. Yeah, everything just like everyone's. I feel like it's a cool lesson for all of humanity about like boundaries and just yeah. being like, I don't want to do. That. I can't do that. Like I don't feel safe. And you're like, okay, I respect your like point of view, which is something we've been should have been doing our whole lives. But yeah, for sure. I feel yeah. like it's way more just like in your face. And you're like, well, I respect what you decide yeah. to do or not yeah everybody is really dealing with this in their own way like yeah. i'm with you guys i feel i feel completely safe coming mm -hmm. to work yeah. um i'm in control of this environment i know everything's been cleaned and like i said even if i'm touching someone and let's say maybe they were in contact with i'm I'm not touching my face. I'm not hovering over them. We're not breathing in each other's faces. We also like, know a whole bunch yeah. of people that take the testing and they, they, they go nutso with it. Like oh, I, yeah. I know an RMT, 
I don't know. I think they've been tested. They they volunteered to like test themselves like six or seven times already. Mm-hmm. It's like insane. Even when they're not presenting with symptoms, it's like really. Yeah. It's, wow. I almost feel like you you want to be positive in this weird day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like there's no other reason so it's like, why I can't work for fourteen days. Yeah, really, I can't figure yeah. out any other reason why. Like if you're not presenting with symptoms and you haven't been around anyone that has, then why are you running off to get tested? Or maybe oh. I just don't even understand what's going on. Well, this is like all these different. Again, like levels of comfort. Yeah, it's, like you, it's all yeah. over the map. Like no we, idea. We, what we had we, we knew a whole bunch of people that were going to a car. Can you tell the cottage story? <laughs> I sure can. It's so fucking weird to me. I'm like, uh, you guys don't get it. But so let me give you a little bit of background on how him and I feel. Like we're both sort of on the same page where the case numbers are relatively low. Like even with this. I'm going to put in quotations spike because really in a province of 14 million people having under 200 cases, I still don't feel like is that aggressive. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like as a province, we are doing pretty well with keeping the case numbers fairly low. Some people may not agree with me, but with it being so low and knowing all the people we've been in contact with and everyone's doing contact tracing and blah, 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 like I don't feel there's a need to get tested unless I'm either presenting with some sort of symptoms or I've been in contact with someone who either has symptoms or is a confirmed case. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, I'm just going to go about life and not live in complete fear. So I have a very good friend and her and her husband and their infant son, like he's not even one yet. They had booked a cottage pre-COVID with four other couples. And I think there was probably three other kids, maybe, or two other kids. I don't know. But anyway, then COVID happened. So they didn't know if they were going to be going to this cottage. And then things started to open back up. And anyway, the consensus was, we're still going to do this cottage. Mm -hmm. A week before it was time to go, one week, one of the... um, the couples suggested that everybody go and get a COVID test before going. Then we, you know, then we can all feel safe. But my friend, one, she has a horrible fear. Like she gets severe anxiety with the thought of anything going up her nose because she's had a lot of oh, issues. She has a deviated septum. She like. Since, I've got none of that. I just don't want anything up well, my fucking this is the nose. Thing is, I don't want anything up my nose either. But she actually has like severe anxiety yeah, around yeah, it yeah. and has been as careful as she possibly could be with keeping her bubble very small. Like even with having an infant son, you know, she wasn't seeing her family and nobody got to hold the baby because she yeah. wanted to. To make sure that she wasn't going to have to go get anything shoved up her nose. So when they suggested everybody go get a test so we can be safe, one, she felt anxious about it. But two, her husband works in a very busy place and he is an essential worker. So he he's being exposed to multiple people every day. And she said, okay, but let's just say like the test results take up to three to four days, right? At that time, I don't know if it's the same now. So she said, okay, let's say we all get tested on like a Tuesday, which we would have to if we want to get the results before we leave on Saturday morning. (laughs) In that time, my husband is going to probably be in contact with 600 people. Yes, exactly. So it doesn't make any sense for us to get tested. She said, I think what we all need to do is screen ourselves, you know, use the government website, make sure we have no symptoms and, you know, just go there and make sure, you know, everyone there was going to have their own rooms or whatever. And she said, commonly touch surfaces, we'll clean, you know, just being cautious like you would be anywhere else. She said, I trust all of you guys, like we're all Mm -hmm. very good friends. 
And hopefully you trust me. And if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. She said, but no, I'm not going to get this thing shoved up my nose because the minute I walk out, the test is <laughs> invalid. And yeah. I agreed it's with her. I was yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. you are absolutely right. It doesn't make sense for you guys to all get tested unless you're all going to isolate until you leave on Saturday. Yeah. So what, none of you are going to go buy groceries for the trip? Like you're not going to yeah. see any. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But they held firm on it. And so she was disinvited and didn't get to go on her <gasps> oh, vacation. No. Yeah. Twist. Family's <laughs> torn apart. I was expecting that, eh? Yeah. yeah, it was too bad because, and I understand, you know, the couple who was saying, oh, it's just for our, our peace of mind. But I was telling, like, I was trying to help her in dealing with them because she was so flustered. And I said, honestly, it's a false sense of security. Like, mm-hmm. you are absolutely right. If you guys get tested on Tuesday, it doesn't mean that by Saturday, oh, for sure. you don't have anything. Yeah. So all they're getting is this false sense of security. And then maybe they're going to let their guard down a little bit. I would I would bring that up to them. And now they kept saying we would feel better if everybody got tested. So yeah, unfortunately she got disinvited. Yeah, I'm nervous to get tested. I I'm I'm terrified. I haven't. Oh, I've gone. gone. Oh, you have. No, I haven't. It's really I mean, I was at home. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no. I I got tested before starting work. Mm-hmm. Did your work ask you to do that or that's something you decided? No, something I decided and then since that moment got on the team of like I'm not I don't really see why Aside from just trying to make other people feel comfortable, and I'm fine with that. Right. Like if that's what gives that person that sense of security, like I'm totally down if it if I can make it happen. Um, but if I'm not symptomatic at all, even if I did have it, it'd probably come back negative based on what I've read about the science. I don't know. So I agree, and you can get it the next day. Yeah, kind of thing. For sure. So I won't unless again, unless I'm like going to hang out with people who like that's what they need, and they're yeah, my yeah. friends, and I'll do that for them. But yeah, I don't want to. I'm not going to. No, Unless I have I mean, if I have symptoms, obviously, like immediately, but mm-hmm. yeah, of course, if you have symptoms, you should absolutely, absolutely yeah. get tested. Yeah. I haven't been tested because I haven't had totally. any symptoms, but um, we were with another RMT friend over the weekend and we were talking about this idea and, you know, we're hanging out in her backyard and um, as a joke, she said to me, because I, I guess I kind of like moved my chair a little bit closer to her. And so as a joke, she was like, oh, you don't have COVID, do you? And I was like, no, but I'll, I'll move back away. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, I was just kidding. And she's like, well, and uh, her daughter was trying to be funny. And she's like, well, how do you know you don't have COVID? Did you get a test? Oh and I said, you know what? I didn't get a test. So you're right. And then the RMT friend said like, well, maybe we maybe we should get tested. Shouldn't we get tested? And I was like, well, so are, how often are we going to get tested? Because again, we're in contact with so many yeah. people all the time. Like, are we going to get weekly tests? I feel like one, that is just traumatic. And two, it seems like a waste of taxpayers' money because yeah. you don't have a reason. You're not presenting with anything. So... Unless there's a reason, yeah, I don't think I'm I'm gonna get tested. Yeah. Again, with our jobs, like I feel so, I feel more safe. Like I screen, they take my temperature daily. Mm-hmm. I like screen myself daily. I have to sign the little thing every time I go to work, and yeah, yeah, every yeah. single person has been screened like three times. It all feels super safe, more so than the average bear. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm like happy to not get things. In my nose, yeah, <laughs> till it's necessary. Okay. Do you ever feel like you're too relaxed, Me? or do you feel like you are hyper vigilant? Like I know how careful I am, so that's why I feel super safe. Same, but yeah. I feel like I see other people out and about in the way they're acting, oh, and I'm yeah. like, are you forgetting that we're in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, <laughs> like how do you feel about you? Be honest with you, other than other than the, the job, I don't really interact with people anyway. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, outside. Seriously, hands, I know. Like, this hasn't yeah. this hasn't changed much of, <laughs> much of any part of my life at all. 
all yeah. other than I'm buying you more boxed wine. <laughs> like, the hey. wine budget has gone. <laughs> hey, I've recently gone back to bottles. Okay. Oh, okay. Keeping it classy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's, it's it hasn't been any different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's like I go to work and I go home usually. Yes. I mean, I have seen like a few friends and stuff, but yeah. I don't know, pretty safe. Most of the people we hang out with, I mean, because we just came off of summer. And yes, I'm saying just came off of summer. Sorry to everyone who... I know. We had no warning. It was like, I feel like we went from like 30 degrees and heat warnings every day to like, today is like cold and overcast. To like mid-fall. Like there was no transition. No, there was none. But I feel like there will be a second summer because there always is. Like at some point we're going to have another heat wave. But anyway... Because it was just summer, anybody we did ever interact with, most of the time we were outside. So yeah. it's not exactly. like we were letting additional people into our bubble. Like I can mm-hmm. I can still count on my hands the number of people who like were either in our space or whose houses we were oh, yeah. in. You know, it was, it's very, very small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel different. It makes me realize how antisocial we actually are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I realized that a long time ago. Yeah. You're like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. We've come to terms with it. Yeah. yeah, it's totally fine. Anything else you want to ask? Steph yeah, and I want to. I want to. I want to know. Like, is this is this turning out to be what you thought it was going to be? Are the people that you run into the other RMTs? It, is it is it is it what you thought it was going to be? From school, no. School is like it's going to be like this. It's not like that. What what, what did they tell yeah. you in school? Like, what did you walk away with in school that you're like? No, that's not really what's going on here. Uh, I would say that there is that there's more assessment, pre-assessment than mm-hmm. I feel there's actually time for. Um, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what's, I don't know. What do you think? I think part of it, we've kind of chatted about this, so maybe it's what you're getting at, is that like the curriculum, like, yeah, we learn a ton and it's awesome, but the yeah. curriculum is like old school. Like what a lot of the like, for example, our one of our instructors taught us a lot about pain science mm-hmm. just because she is interested in it. And I'm so grateful for her because that really took me into a rabbit hole that I'm loving around pain science and how like all the new things we know. And yeah, and just like the I guess the science based stuff, like like what is a trigger point and just like reframing the way we talk about things right, with right, right. people and, and how we understand what we're actually doing, how we're affecting muscles versus like, well, the nervous system. Like it just it was very much like you can treat this like rectus femoris goes from here to here and you can you can touch it and you can affect that specific muscle and like i don't know yeah i'm like much more i think well covid quarantine gave me a lot of time to rethink to well learn a lot more about like pain science and the nervous system and and reframe the way i want to practice and and it's just i don't know it's not like effleurage and then you do this thing it's like you can do so there's so many other ways yeah to get at a specific problem is this is this a revelation that you think your classmates also came across or is this like a you thing well i know like during the thing we were talking like during the quarantine we were messaging each other and like oh i found this and like we like shared resources and stuff so i think Everyone's interested in different things and massage is like such a wide spectrum. I think there's so many different approaches to it. And I think that's one thing I took took away from once I actually started is like I I think I'm learning like my own style and my own approach. And right, it's right, it's right. not really what school was. It's not as like cookie cutter. I think there's like different ways that you can treat people. Yeah. And there's sometimes I don't think it's appropriate to assess certain things or say, oh, I suspect this because that person might not be ready to hear that. And some people actually I 
I, I love relaxation massage too. I want to say I like when people come in and they say, I just want to relax. I think there's a lot of value to that. And there, there wasn't a lot of value to that in school. Like they wanted to like push that aside. And mm-hmm. I think it was like, it was like, um, kind of taboo to, that you don't want, you want to kind of push away from that. I understand RMTs want to be respected and stuff like that, but I don't know. I, I, I like all the sides of massage. I think there's so much variety and there's so many different ways that we can approach people and people's bodies and nervous system. And yeah. So I think it's very different. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point too, about like talking to people and not yeah. pathologizing everyone and being like, yeah. Oh, you have a torrent. Like who cares? Not who cares, but I, you can say who cares. There's multiple times where like, if Mark and I are talking about something even hypothetical and we end a lot of our conversations with who cares, it's not going to change the way I treat that anyway. Right. Yeah, and it's and like true. all this like fear of like, I can't use, oh, my back hurts. Like I can't ever use it. Like who's told you that? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. everyone has told you that, I guess, but that sort of stuff, I, that's something more like my practice is going heavily towards like talking to people about just moving and like, trusting yeah, themselves and trusting their bodies and understanding that pain doesn't always mean damage and like of course that's what i like about the multidisciplinary places i'm like mm-hmm. okay if this actually looks like something that is damaging you I'm like that's where physios like they know so much about very specific exercises for very specific injuries and i'm like i just want to help you move better and like maybe take a deep breath every once in a while and yeah mm-hmm. and expand like help you help your body just be able to heal and like gain mobility and i feel like that's our role and i I, like i assess people and stuff and like i'll check their movement but like yeah i agree it's not like one you don't have the time that's something we just people want to get on the table and i was like i'm gonna assess for 15 minutes i'm gonna get to the bottom of the problem and i'm like you know what i i know stuff and i'll get to it eventually like Mm -hmm. palpation skills are where it's at like Mm -hmm, i'm mm -hmm. like that's where my i'm not doing like all the tests um, I see the value and I like knowing them. I think that's super cool and like, I don't know, superhero-y when I'm like, well, I could test that if I wanted to. Superhero. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> well, will be like, if you don't, if you think I'm not as good as a physiotherapist, like maybe not in some ways, but like I know that test too and I can like yeah, figure out what yeah, muscle yeah. it is. Yeah. But can I tell you why it doesn't really matter for what I'm doing right now? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is each client is different, right? And you as the therapist have to be able to read the person and understand, like you were just saying, who's in front of you and what are they willing to hear and what do they want to hear yeah. and what, you know, and then and you what's work. Valuable and them. Exactly. And then you work with them. I think like anything in life, your expectations can either um, – it can create an outcome that is either positive or negative for you. Like if you, when you were in school and you're learning all the techniques, when you're in massage school, I think that they really need to drive this message home that you are there to learn the basics for an entry to practice. Mm -hmm. And it is practice. And then afterwards, like you said, massage is, there's such a wide spectrum of therapists and the way that people think and what they can do. And there's room for all of us and there's value in everything that each different practitioner does. So it's really needs to be taught that this is, you're learning the basic skills and knowledge for entry to practice. Then it's up to you to figure out what type of therapist you want to be. And are you going to be the movement person? Are you going to be the pain science person? Are you going to be the relaxation person? Are you going to be a combination or hybrid of all of them? Are you going to make up your own fucking thing like myo detox and just do whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's so many possibilities. You just need that license. So you need to understand the basics Mm -hmm. and learning how to do effleurage and petrissage and all of that makes sense because you're learning how to use your hands. And um, I feel like when I was in school, 
relaxation massage was not pushed aside. It was not taboo. Like we really focused on this idea of every person that comes in, part of your job is to help calm their nervous system down. Mm-hmm. And so a relaxation was something that I learned a lot of. And funny enough, then I got out into practice and I was like, I want to do something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my prerogative. I'm sure a lot of the students that I went to school with became, you know, spa therapists and are awesome because we really focused a lot on relaxation where yeah. I went to school. Um, but yeah, your expectations can either either do really positive things for you or really negative. You know, if you come out thinking that it's going to be exactly like it was in school, no, it's not because you are a person, you are now a therapist, you are a business and you have to create this whole thing. Yeah. You don't just go out, get a clinic job and do what you did in student clinic. Well, I guess there's some places that you probably can, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like in school, it feel, I think it felt like with like much of our medical system, it's like, what? how can you fix this person? And I wish that that language would change because maybe not so much in, in massage school, but kind of. And because I'm like, we're not we can't fix people. Like, that's the thing. That's what I'm learning most is like, I went into it being like, I want to be the person that figures the thing out. And I can like, you know, this person has been in chronic pain for their whole life, but I'm the one that figured it out. Like, and I've dropped that one. It's way too much pressure. (laughs) Why do that to yourself? Yeah. But also like, uh, no, it's like, again, I'm like, I'm all about empowering my patients. Like this, your health is in your hands. Like I will do this and it will help you for this reason. But or like in this way, but like if you don't do the things that mm. you know make you feel better, then it's you're not going to – I can give you a massage every week for the rest of your life if that's what you want. I don't want to do that. Like you do – do yourself care, Unless people. that's what you want. Unless, unless you want, want. <laughs> Unless you want to have Some a massage every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. To- if that's what makes you feel good, get in here. We'll I, do it. I have a client and she's only started seeing me maybe a month before the lockdown. Like mm-hmm. she's relatively new. And um, we met because her, her – grandkids and my kids like do the same activities. And so anyway, she had a regular therapist and she said, you know, are you taking new clients because I'm my schedule and hers are not matching up? I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, okay, so I will be coming to see you once a week. And I was like, oh, okay. And she said, I've just found for my body, I do really well if I have a weekly massage. I'm like, okay. I want a weekly massage. Yeah. So she comes in once a week and it's not even necessarily for anything specific. Sometimes she has an area of concern or, you know, I went kayaking and my Mm -hmm. shoulder hurt or I went biking and my leg hurt. But most of the time she comes in, she's like, all right, let's just hear from my weekly massage. Yeah. I'm like, okay, she cool. That's it. Yeah. She's like Eastern medicine. Like, yeah, let's all massage each other all the time. Mm. <laughs> yes, exactly. So COVID did you guys good then. Do you think you would be the same therapist you are now in the way you think about things and your outlook if you didn't have COVID to sit down and shut everything off and do your deep dives into these types of things. Would you be a different therapist if, if everything was fucking normal? Yeah, I think so. I think it was a very well-hidden gift. Mm. Um, yeah. I think maybe, probably eventually, but when, yeah. do you, when do you get three months to just yeah. learn stuff. learn a bunch of stuff? So I, mm-hmm. I think so. I, I felt way more confident the second time I started my practice because I was like, yeah, much more solid in like the things that I had chosen to learn and deep dive into and like believe in Mm. than I did coming out of school because I was kind of I was questioning a lot when I left school yeah me too I was like I was like how do I do this like should I do it exactly the way we were taught or should I kind of yeah I'm like what did they teach us yeah 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 I tried to meet as many like seasoned RMTs Mm -hmm. as I could and like do exchanges with them and just like talk to them and ask them like how they approach things and just to kind of get different views 
And that's really helped a lot. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, like the new clinic I'm at too, like the way that she approaches things. She's like so busy. Like she has people booked already in like December, but she's more like wellness focused. Like she does like assessment and stuff, but it's just like everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And I think even the way I treat like, like yesterday I did, I, I just had so many different people in the day. Like I think I had like four people yesterday and like each one was different. Like I had one person, I did cupping and then the last guy I had, he's just like, oh, I just want to relax. And I was like, my day was so, I was like five different people. Mm. It's just, so yeah, like I love it. <laughs> so like some fun. people, I love doing like PNF and stuff. I think, I don't know, I, I think mm. it's like so much fun. <laughs> and um, I find it to be like effective and um. And I did it. I've done it like with a bunch of people this week. When there's other people, you know, they don't, you don't, they don't really want to be moved too much. Right. So yeah, I, I don't know. I just like there's been like a lot of variety. How's the cupping going? It's awesome. Good. I did it yesterday. Highly recommend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's great super course. great course. Such a great course. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was like I've done it. You're saying like everyone. I I probably use it a little bit on everybody. Though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's how my last two weeks have been. I've yeah. just been like. I introduce it to basically everyone to to be like, this is what might happen. Like whatever. Nick, one woman was like, I'm in a wedding in two weeks. Do not put that stuff on me. And I was like, girl, thank you. Yes. This is why we talked about it. And everyone else is like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like I trust yeah. you. And, and yeah, it's been awesome. It's been a really cool tool. Very effective. My sister has like mild scoliosis and I, she came to visit last week and I, I like did some stuff on her in the kitchen. She's like, whoa, cause it was her first time. So mm -hmm. she was like, very surprised with the sensation because it's very different but yeah. uh yeah it was good i was like oh my god your boyfriend's gonna think i was like beating you or something because <laughs> <laughs> hers went like purple right away oh, but yeah, it was yeah. um but i love it it's so much fun, right so much fun. yeah i nice. dig it i dig it i know that these two wanted to give out contact information do you still want to give out contact information so you can get new instagram followers <laughs> yeah heck yeah <laughs> what am i at chantel rmt that's How my spell chantel oh c-h-a-n C-H-A-N-T-E-L-R-M-T. I'm at Steph, S-T-E-P-H, into wellness, one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Steph into wellness. Steph into wellness. <laughs> Love I the puns. It. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up today? Anything you want the masses to know? Get a massage. <laughs> yeah, your massage therapist yeah. knows a lot more than yeah. you think they do. Or <laughs> come to us. It's we know mostly massage yeah. therapists listening. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> You all know. We're awesome. <laughs> well, it's funny because Mark has actually recently become the therapist therapist. Like majority of his I, I actual just clients are the massage therapists. Yeah, I was having, oh, a, really? I was having nice. a conversation with a colleague the other day and we were talking about online courses and making courses and all that kind of stuff because he does some education stuff too and he's like you've been treating a lot lately and i'm like you know what i haven't been treating like crazy and I, it just hit me in that moment i've actually been treating a whole bunch of therapists like it yeah. just hit me like like 95 percent of my clientele they're massage therapists Ooh, that's so yeah. interesting yeah it's kind of cool so yeah. well i think you see the value of massage like i, I see the value of it more now oh yeah, so I'm I'm like, I, yeah now i know Need a why they help everybody yeah so even though we've been in the the industry for two seconds what would you want to make different about it if you can just go magic wand ontario rmts would look like this and then fairy dust all over the place more fairy dust first <laughs> yeah <laughs> i support that Step one that yeah. was not enough uh that's a heavy question i don't know or are we not even there yet are we just like eh, i just love everything about it I, yeah i guess i i love everything about it yeah mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i would i would just i would love for i don't know i feel like this is a whole other podcast conversation but i'd love for there to be more of an understanding of what we do um or what we can do 
what some RMTs do. Mm. It's just a public perception. Public perception, yeah. And also just like the variety. Because yes, of course, you can go to spa, get a relaxation ma- massage. So much value. Amazing. Do it. Yeah. You can also have like a rotator cuff injury and go to a massage therapist and they will, I mean, granted, if it's the right person, like know what to do and yeah, how to give you self-care and you get that whole hour. Like again, everyone, I totally love working with and around other practitioners and everyone's good at what they're good at. Um, but yeah, so many things that that we can work on. And also <laughs> to all the people, like when we ask you how your body feels like tell us the truth that people like people are like i'm pretty good like just focus on my shoulders and then throughout the treatment they're like well actually my like i have shin splints like really bad shin splints and i'm like I great can f- there's four minutes left yes yeah. <laughs> i'm like yo i can i know something like great- i dislocated my shoulder like a month ago and yeah. i'm like you should have told me that or like i know like i literally had that happen a guy was like yeah me too no nothing's wrong like just the usual and I kept prying because I was like, I don't really just want to do a relaxation massage. Like, I want to help, like do other shit and like dig into it. And and he was like, Well, yeah, like I can barely run anymore because my shins hurt so bad. And I taught him the like ankle tilts from like the neural like neurological yeah. thing. And yeah, he yeah. and then treated his calves and stuff and like whatever all the things we treat. And then he emailed me the next week and he was like, I've been doing those that like cool brain trick you showed me and i don't have shin splints anymore and i was like this is why you need ah, to tell us stuff because we know stuff yeah. and that's not like everyone is going to be like healed by one movement but yeah we just yeah i feel like we know it. like we know stuff and we know anatomy we, we do know anatomy. Oh, we did learn anatomy turns we out <laughs> just a little bit doctor yeah I think we probably know more anatomy yeah. than you do oh absolutely absolutely 100 yeah uh, working anatomy for sure 100 i like it you do wrap right. it up boss wrap it up last question then you win the lottery are we staying in this i know we're new but are we staying in this or are we just going fuck it i'm out here how much money are we talking i'm talking whatever the what, what's the what's the lottery payout right now why do you always assume i know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you, would, you would know quicker than i would let's say you won 10 million dollars ten like a, million a big one i would stay i would buy a house and then treat in my house and yeah. get my my boo in office my boo, boo. My boo. Boo, boo, boo. i yeah. i'm working on a bunch of other stuff i'm really interested in like just helping people move better and like mind body connection stuff like i'm all about built like i want to run workshops and programs to get people more in their bodies so i think i would still i would still do that it would just be significantly easier because i could not have to work all the time too but i would still treat like i yeah i really at least for now i would maybe just do less yeah less hands-on and more of the other stuff and yeah because there's still so much to learn steph was our valedictorian just saying hello smart smarty pants do you you remember any part of your valedictorian speech yo my valedictorian speech was awesome it was so good like my family was talking about it after not one to brag but i like was really proud of it i did like a like a skit i pretended it was like an an intake (laughs) and i was like so you want to be massage therapists well and like oh man there's a video somewhere I forget, but it was it wasn't just your average. I do need to see that video. Yeah, it it's so somewhere. good. It was so good. I would I would actually share that. I don't like videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to see it. Do you want to yeah. know what I would do with 10 million? Yeah, you would buy Sutherland Chan and change the name to so much box twine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, what do you guys think of me? I was gonna say I'd hire Steph to take me bike riding through Peru. Hell yeah, <laughs> I will go back to that job for you. <laughs> I like that. Yes, 10 million dollars is my brought price it back. <laughs> All right, well, nice. thank you guys right for on. coming in. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.